Hey, what's up? Good morning. Hi. Konnichiwa. Hey guys, what's happening? Welcome to episode four of uh, your favorite show, my favorite show, Cheese Toasty. There we go. Welcome back to the Cheese Toasty podcast, guys. So a little bit maybe take you behind the scenes of what's currently been happening with the show. You know, we recently got signed by Universal Studios. Post Malone is officially making our intro song. Damn straight. Can you believe it? I'm joking. Post Malone, though, guys. There was a, a superhuman if there ever was one. Am I right? I mean, I don't know what it is about that guy. But he's just so likable. He's just so... It's like I really want to be his friend. I really want him to just call me up and just be like, Hey, yo. Hey, yo, Sheldon. It's me, Posty. I know he doesn't talk like that. And I go, what's up, Posty? What's up? And he goes, come on, bro. We're hitting the town, bro. And I was like, oh, Posty, but I don't have any money. And then he goes, it don't matter, bro. I'll take care of you, bro. I got money. And I go, damn, Posty, how much money you got? And he gives me like, Two million dollars. Should be a bit silly. I'd have to sit him down and go, Post Malone, I think you're being a little bit frivolous with your cash. I want you to calm down. I want you to take it a bit easy. But I'd still take it. Anyway. Yeah, I don't, oh, I, don't, I, I don't know what it is about Posty, but he's just got such a soft place in my heart. Post, when you listen to this, and I know you will, I want you to hit me up, okay? Um, my email is cheesetoastypodcast at gmail.com. Hit me up post and let's go for a night on the town because I need some cash, brother. You see, that's the only thing about, you know, if you're, if you're that big and you're that famous, you know, people always say, you know, but do you know who your real friends are? You know, what, what happens if somebody's just with you because you've got money? And it's like, well, yeah, it's how life works, dickhead. Nobody wants to be friends with a broke-ass bitch just because. I'd want to hang out with rich people if I could, if they'd pay for me. You know? If I was rich, do you know what I would have? I would love to have friends around me. You know, if I had an unlimited amount of money, if I had this long line of funny entertaining cool people that want to hang out with me because i'm rich because i worked hard and they look up to me yeah dude it's not so bad please posty my boy i um i used to listen to post i started listening to him right when white iverson came out i was still working for apple i was a retail guy for apple and one of my friends enrique kind of used to play me new music that I would slowly get into. He played me The Weeknd for the first time. He played me The Hills. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh man, this is one of the best songs I've ever heard. And then Can't Feel My Face came out. I thought that was a load of crap. But in the end, it kind of grows on you. And he played me White Iverson. And I was like, damn, the song is so good. And I asked him who it was. And he said, Post Malone. And I, I couldn't even remember it. And I thought Posty was pretty cool. Didn't think too much of it. And then he dropped 
congratulations. Oh, man. If that is ever a crowd stopper. I mean, he must close with congratulations because I do I don't I don't see that song being more perfect for anything else. I'm actually going to look it up. I'm going to look at some Post Malone set lists. Oh, I'd love to go to a Post Malone concert. So he came to Australia about a year ago. Post Malone set list, but I was pretty broke back then. Um, not as broke as I am now, funnily enough. I guess the coronavirus has really messed this shit up for a lot of people, huh? Okay, so here is a set list from... Where's this? FedEx Forum Memphis, Tennessee. His runaway tour. So he starts with Hollywood's Bleeding, which is pretty cool. Um, Hollywood Bleeding, Hollywood's Bleeding is a pretty good song. Damn, he's got so many bangers. Excuse my uh, hipster lingo. And there we go, yeah. So he finishes off with Sunflower, then Rockstar, and then Congratulations. Of course, you must post it. You know, I think it's cool that, you know, he was always, he was always into hanging out with people like um, Ethan and Ela. From H3H3. You know, they um, they had a pretty good relationship with Posty. And he was very involved in the the meme subculture. I remember when Jake Paul doxed him. It was a bit of a big deal, you know. And people actually cared. And Posty cared. And, you know, people kind of believed that he was one of us. In some sort of way. You know, he was still... He was like... He was like a friend from school who watched the same youtube that you did enjoyed the same sort of stuff but just happened to get famous you know and he was like that for a very long time you know beer bongs and bentley's that album was so hyped and he needed to deliver i mean i downloaded it the the the, the three minutes after it came out and it was genuinely it was amazing i loved it i think that beer bongs and bentley's is one of the coolest albums ever and then something happened when Hollywood's Bleeding came out. He became just, I'd say, very disconnected from his fans. You know, he used to post on Twitter all the time. He used to kind of respond to his fans. He used to comment on memes and cultural happenings and, you know, fun stuff. And then his third album dropped. And it's like he just became so big. You know, he he went into that mysterious realm of being a celebrity where it's so different to what you can imagine it to be. It's so much more wild and there's so much more partying and crazy shit going on that they just, you know, they don't really bother with the real world anymore. You know, now that he's got everything that he needs, you know, why Why would he want to use Twitter? Why would he want to waste his days away flicking through his screen just looking at dumb shit? When he can travel and drive and... I just don't understand it. You know, like, I would love to just be a fly on the wall for those really big people just for a day. Just to see what they do when they're by themselves. Or what do they do? You know, once they've gotten off the plane, they get into their car and they get into a hotel... 
Well, like now, you know, what's what's Post Malone doing right now? He's not touring. You know, nobody is. Can't really travel. So what does he do every day? Because he's not on Twitter. He's not on social media. So he's not on his phone. You know, he doesn't post his own pictures. He doesn't post his own tweets anymore. Now it's his record label. Or whoever. So what does he do? What is what is he doing right now with his time? Because I can't imagine him sitting around watching Netflix. Stupid shit like that. Because if they did, they'd comment on it. They'd grab their phones and they go, Oh, this was pretty cool. Da, da, da. Have you guys seen this? But it's like they're... It's like they're just one step removed. Anyway, I don't know. If you guys can hear that, that's um, some cats going crazy upstairs. Whatever, Post Malone, God bless you. You know, you've achieved a lot in your very short time on this earth. Oh, it sounds like he's dead, but he's not. Speaking about that, you know, um, who's been some notable deaths lately? I couldn't believe it when Juice World died. It was mad. It was absolutely insane. I had been thinking about... I was listening to... What was I listening to? I don't know. But it's that one where he speaks and he's like, I've been through so much. I'm 19 years old. And it's been months since I felt at home. And then, you know, I didn't really listen to, you know, I didn't really think about the lyric. It's been months since I've been, since I felt at home. I thought about him being 19 and I thought, damn, you know, this guy's touring right now. Oh, that's what instigated it is. I saw that he was touring Australia. And I was like, damn, but Juice World's young. You know, he's not that old. You know, I mean, if you're 24 and then headlining a pretty crazy tour, it's pretty normal. Well, not pretty normal, but it's more kind of rational and expected. But, you know, when you're 19 and you're touring the world and you're headlining, it makes you kind of think. It just it just makes me sit back and just go, damn, you know, I'm 23 and I'm trying to find a job right now. It's like, you know, where did I go wrong? What didn't I do right? Which sounds, you know, very demeaning and depressing. But I think a lot of people, you know, I think we always, as human beings, we tend to kind of weigh ourselves up against others. And we tend to see, you know, why is that individual fortunate enough to be not worrying about money, whereas someone like me, I am worrying about money, you know, and, and I'm older than him, and, you know, is it because I'm not as talented, is it because I came from the wrong place, or is it because I don't look the right way, or is it because I never met the right person, or is it because I didn't pursue the right avenues, or, I don't know, life is weird, you know, I always think of someone like Jeffrey Epstein, that guy was a school teacher, at some stage, you know, that's who he was. He, I think he was a primary school teacher. And he just met the right guy at the right time. And then five years later, he was a billionaire. You know, he could have never predicted that. You know, he was marking school papers and probably thinking like, damn, this is my life now. 
sucks. And a few years later, he's a billionaire. He's a piece of shit. Please, I'm not saying anything but that. It's just weird how his life took such an incredible turn where he went from being a school teacher to the supplier of humans to elites, whatever we can call them. Anyways, but that's a story for another day. What can I say, Mr. Epstein? Anyway, so yeah, the point is just that life is weird. You know, one day you could be the bottom of the barrel. And all it takes at times is just one day, just one strange, eventful day. And it just takes your life and it just flips it totally right side up. It's weird. You know, it's it's super weird. And it's something that kind of keeps me going. I mean, I've I've had things like that. You know, I finished varsity. I studied film which is the biggest waste of money. I mean, it doesn't prepare you for anything. It, it it shows you how to work a camera and how to shine some lights. But besides that, it's just a handful of theory that you can absolutely learn, you know, through the internet. You know, the best thing about it is that it gives you the option to shoot on expensive cameras. Hopefully you can make a good showreel. And if somebody likes your showreel enough, then you can get hired. But you know, cameras are so accessible nowadays. And with things like Creative Suite, you can shoot with a pretty standard camera and make it look impeccable. So, I, you know, it, it, it doesn't even give you that anymore. It's such bullshit. But I finished film school and I had no money. And I was so stressed. And I was like, damn, what am I going to do? Am I going to be able to sort this out? I don't have a job. And then just out of the blue, I just got a message. Somebody was like, hey, do you want to come and help on this on this TV show? And I helped shoot this uh, TV show for like six weeks. You know, I made good money. And it was really, it was, it was a life changer in a sense. You know, it hasn't actually led to anything since then. But at least in that moment. It, 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 it was something that needed to happen. And it happened at just the right time. Anyway, whatever. It's just making it it's like it sounds like I'm complaining. It sounds like it's negative and shit. So yeah, fourth episode of Cheese Toasty. Um, pretty long ass intro. So it should be up on iTunes by now. I hope so. Because we've submitted it to iTunes. I'm trying to think of how to kind of advertise the show a little bit, but I don't want to get annoying or get into people's way. You know, the absolute worst thing that you can do is start putting up those annoying, horrible, stupid Instagram ads or forced YouTube ads. Like, I have never in my life gotten a good taste of any product by having one of those ads shoved in my face. One of those stupid, unskippable bullshits. Don't do it. If you're a marketing team, it doesn't work, guys. Unless you're advertising, like, a new game, that works. Because people go, oh, I didn't know this was out. You know, like a big game, like a new Call of Duty or some shit. But if you've got, you know, a YouTube channel or a podcast or 
you know, some sort of subscription service and you're advertising it as an unskippable ad on YouTube, even if it's seven seconds, it it immediately makes me dislike your product. I need to move the mic because I think I'm too loud. <clears throat> it immediately makes me dislike your product intensely. You know, I remember there was this one guy in South Africa and I was watching something and boof, this guy's ad pops up and it is a YouTube video that he's recorded for his subscribers, but he's decided to promote it. And as usual, you go in, you go and have a look at, you know, the, the, the likes and dislikes and it's bombed, bombed with dislikes. Somebody wants to watch that shit. Anyway, whatever. So, you know, we'll see what happens. So things are kind of slow. I mean, I've, I've, you know, we, I mean, we only started the podcast less than a week ago. This is, you know, episode four, but I don't think we have any views. I mean, that fucking sucks, dude. Imagine doing four hours of work into something. Zero views, dude, but whatever. It's life. I know that it's a bit of a slow growth. You know, I like to be kind of chilled and relaxed and honest about everything. I don't like to put up some pretentious front. <laughs> You, you guys hear my nose? I'm all blocked up at the moment. So I just wanted to see, kind of like chat about what's happening in the news lately. Just kind of just see what's what. I'm going to scroll through Reddit and maybe just pick something to chat about. So the first thing that I saw was something called about the, you know, it's not named this officially, but it was kind of nicknamed the Seattle Butcher. I get this shit out. So there's these couple of teenagers. Now, you can Google this, okay? Excuse me. So there's these couple of teenagers in Seattle. Chilling, having fun, going to the beach. And there's this geocaching, geocaching app that they're using. Well, I'm not sure if you guys know what that means, geocaching. But it's this idea that you have the app and you have the whole world's map in front of you. And wherever you walk to, the app kind of follows you. And then if you put down a little point where you are, so you could be, you know, your neighbor's house, whatever, in a very specific spot, very specific coordinates, and you go, boop, right here. Then other people in the world who also have that app can see, okay, cool. So you've made a pin there. And then what they do with that sort of technology is they go, okay, guys, we're going to do little gifts for everybody. We want you to leave a cute little gift, some sort of item, somewhere, put the little cash down, and let other people find it. You know, so you could go walking around and you'll see, oh, check this out. There's a geocache 200 meters from where I am. Let me go see what it is. Maybe I can leave, you know, an iPhone cable, whatever you have, and maybe I'll find a teddy bear, some stupid shit. And these kids were busy, they were doing this, and they see, whoa, a geocaching thing close to where we are on the beach. And they go close to this item, and it's on these rocks, and it's a suitcase. It's this black, looks like an old suitcase, but it's proper in the rocks. You know, you can't just walk up and go to it. It's been thrown there, and it's very difficult to get to. And um, <clears throat> these kids go up towards this suitcase and they start 
trying to, you know, not get too close. Maybe it's something suspicious. Maybe it's a bomb. And one of them opens it and they fling it open. And it's just something that's just wrapped in these plastic bags. And so they, so they're TikToking all of this. They're videotaping it all and posting it on TikTok. Apparently when they opened the bag, the smell was like horrendous. Ugh, my nose. This is so distracting. And eventually, long story short, they found out, buff, it's a body. And what had happened was that somebody had killed someone, chopped them up, wrapped up their remains, put it in a suitcase, dropped this suitcase off on the rocks, and actually created a geocache beacon for people to find this body. I mean, how sadistic. How nuts. How absolutely insane. You know, I I I I saw this one opinion where somebody stated that because of the whole defund the police movement now, people feel that they can get away with more. And they feel that they can commit more crimes and there's a you know, they won't get caught. I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think that's why somebody did it. You know, the reason that they thought as much was because of the perceived audacity of killing someone, dismembering them, and then saying, hey, this is where you can find the body. Is that a direct result of the police now not allowing, not being allowed to get involved? Or is it just a psychopath who just came up at this particular time? I don't know. You know what? I actually think that that's not the only one. Let me just Google this. I'm going to type in Seattle Butcher. Okay, now it's just bringing up butcheries in Seattle. Uh, I'm going to say Seattle Body... Found in suitcase. Wow, it's got a lot of uh, autofill results. Dead body in suitcase video goes viral. Is this real then? Maybe this is fake. So, oh, and uh, so it says that, you know, the original kind of news articles is all about teens claim they found suitcase with human remains teens find body in suitcase on beach while using random geography app seattle teens claim so it's a lot of claims but i do see seattle police find several bags of human remains at washington beach so it isn't fake as far as i can tell it is real you know it happened one day ago pretty sick man Honestly, pretty sick. You know, right now we're in the midst of the Black Lives Matter movement. Everybody's going pretty crazy. Things are getting nuts out there. I know that in London, it's getting pretty wild. Pretty damn wild. 
one of the biggest, craziest protests I've ever seen. Damn. You know, I see people by the hundreds of thousands. That's a lot of people, boy. That's a lot of people. So, I didn't know about Chaz. Now, to those who don't know, as far as I can tell, Chaz is this micro-community that's been established. I think it's two blocks. I think it used to be four blocks, but now it's two blocks. Of the self-declared independent state where the people who are very against the um, the police force of the United States of America have now made this tiny little enclosure <clears throat> and they have decided that you know we don't want police we want to live here by ourselves we don't want anybody bugging us and we are going to survive on our own. Good idea on paper, you know, maybe to some. I don't think it's a very good idea personally. I think that it is bound to fail. And apparently things have not been going very well in Chaz. They had their first shooting one or two days ago. Apparently they had their first murder one or two days ago as well. There was another shooting today, if I'm not mistaken. That could be, you know, the same one that I mentioned the first time around. But, I mean, what a silly idea, guys. You know, nothing's going to get fixed if you intentionally ostracize yourself from society. Don't do that. Crazy, crazy, crazy year we're in at the moment, hey? 2020 just doesn't get any better. It's weird. When I think back to times like 2013, I was young. I was seven years younger. So I was 17, 16, 17. I think uh, yeah round about 16 17 I had no worries I used to spend every day at home watching smosh videos not sure if you guys remember smosh but that's what I looked forward to every Friday that new smosh video out and it I don't know I just I used to I used to look forward to it so much just thinking damn What's next week's going to be like? Oh, they're always coming with the best stuff. And it was things like that that occupied my thoughts. I had so much that I didn't have to worry about. But I guess it's like that for most kids. You know, when you're living at home, you don't have to worry about rent, money, food, job. You know, that type of stuff. You know, it's not, it's not really a necessity. It's not really important to you, is it? You know, when you're young, you don't really think about too much. You don't have anything to stress about. Well, most kids don't. I'm sure there's a lot of kids that do. God bless you, if you do. God bless you. And then as the years go by, at least for me, just slowly, you start gaining a little bit more responsibility. You know, every now and then your mom mentions 
And maybe it's time you start contributing for rent. <clears throat> when your dad <clears throat> starts asking you about how your studies are going and what your plans are after you finish varsity and you realize, damn, you know what? This life doesn't last forever. In any in any form. You know, I remember twenty sixteen came around and for some reason it felt like I mean, this is a meme, but it felt like the second Harambe was shot, things just started kind of spiraling a little bit. But I think that's just because of Trump's presidency. So people just already correlated, you know, Trump bad. So yeah, bad. But in actual fact, what I think happened, I think why the world seems so nuts nowadays is because those of us who were most vocal on the internet at that time, we're still pretty vocal on the internet. And 9 out of 10 of us, I don't think we wanted to grow up that much. You know, you have to in the end. But I think a lot of us kind of... Um, maybe... I know a lot of people miss being, being young, miss being a kid. I know, I know a lot of people don't, but I certainly do. Anyway, who cares? Whatever. Life's good. I guess. Okay, so in terms of, uh, you know, what's been happening in the news, nothing too much. Today's been a bit of a quiet day. I saw that Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast is releasing this app. <clears throat> I think by the time most of you guys listen to this, it's going to be over with, but Mr. Beast is releasing this app where you have to have your finger on the app. Okay. And you cannot take your finger off of the screen once. If it leaves the screen, then your game is over. You can't like, you know, sign in again. And you have to start at a specific time, I guess. So the winner of whoever does that gets $25,000. Now think about that. That's open to anybody across the globe. I mean, if you watch Mr. Beast's videos, yeah, they're fun, they're entertaining, they're pretty cool to see what you know what goes on. But those are other people. You don't benefit from that unless you know where Mr. Beast lives, and you kind of go to his production company and go, "Are you gonna be in your next video, please?" You're not affected. But this is different. This is anybody across the globe, and that makes it, you know, unlike anything that I've ever seen before. It's genuinely an ingenious idea. You know, these are people, you know, the, 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 some of these people are going to be from like rural India or Kazakhstan who don't have a lot of money. $25,000. That would change people's lives. So people are going to go for this. I promise you, people are going to absolutely go for this. So, of course, one of the first things that happened after this whole app idea was released is the idea that people are going to cheat. You know, maybe they can just put a sausage on the screen and just pretend like it's their finger forever. You know, but I don't think that that's going to happen. I think Mr. Beast is going to know exactly. You know, he's a he's a he's a pretty rich dude. He is definitely going to make sure that whoever's developing his app, 
that team is going to cover every single base. I think it's going to be things like every hour you have to, you know, because I saw what it looks like. It look, it's, So it's this big square with all these little squares inside of it. So on the top, it's 10 squares, then it's another 10 squares, da -da -da, and it's like 10 squares going down. And wherever you keep your finger, that's kind of those squares looked, those squares look dented in. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to discourage cheating by saying things like, you know, every hour, one of the squares is going to light up and you have to move your finger to that square. I don't know. Mr. Beast has an idea. And I saw on his Twitter that he said that um, they're waiting until the day before the app releases to push through the um, the final the final update, which is going to discourage any form of cheating. I mean, good on you, Mr. Beast. I mean, that is so interesting. It's generally, that is going to be so interesting to watch. I can't, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. You know, and I'm going to predict that genuinely, it's going to go on for months. As much as I would love to be able to do it and think, you know, if I do it for two days, two days, will it, you know, will I get $25,000? No way. This is going to go on for months. You know why? Because there's a lot of people in the world. Everybody's got a smartphone. Everybody would want that kind of money. And there's a lot of people right now who don't have a job. There's a lot of people I would imagine in places like rural Kazakhstan. They definitely don't have a job. So they can sit at home with their finger on a screen. Shit, that's crazy. I can't wait to see what's going to happen with it. See, that's crazy, yo. Ah! I, I like Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast is pretty cool. His content is kind of funny. I don't know what it is. I think he's just got the right editors. Because he generally does make his content good. You know, I'm not somebody who cares about, you know, him paying for somebody's groceries. Or him giving a guy a new car. It's like, uh, whatever, dude. You know, I want some groceries. No, I don't. Okay, I'm, I'm really making myself sound like I'm poor. I'm not poor, okay? I'm just not rich. <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. But I like Mr. Beast. You know, YouTube is, um, YouTube, YouTube has totally changed. Do you guys remember what it was like back in 2006? Through to 2009, 2010. When Ray William Johnson was still a thing. Oh man, Ray William Johnson. He was at the top of YouTube for a while. And then he left. And then they brought in this guy called... Was it Robbie? Or Bobby? Bobby. Robbie. And they weren't that bad. But, you know, people didn't like him. And then they brought in all these new kind of hosts of Equals 3 and everybody was all pissed off. I don't like this, Ray. I don't like it. Oh, um. That's pretty funny. <clears throat> but those are the days. You know, YouTube's all about clickbait and all that stupid shit now. Feels different. You know, massive censorship wherever you go. I mean, I put up videos where I would um, use copyrighted music. And nobody cared back then. I mean, I wasn't monetizing my stuff. 
I just love the idea of having it up there and having people watch it. <clears throat> oh, there's so many rules you've got to abide by. Whatever, I don't know enough. I don't know enough. Okay, and <clears throat> what else did I write down? GTA 5 on PS5. So the, con the controversy is extremely obvious why this is the case, why people are all pissed off. And it makes so much sense. I stayed awake for the PS5 re reveal show. And the CEO, whatever his name was, not the CEO, but the American representative of Sony came on screen. And one of the first things that he said was, throughout our years at PlayStation, we've always had a fantastic relationship with Rockstar. And we're keen to keep that relationship alive. And when he said that, I thought to myself, no way. I mean, there's going to be millions of eyes glued to this screen. Are we really going to get a GTA 6 trailer, surprise reveal, sneak attack, anything? I was like, oh shit. And the whole show I was looking forward to, it was like, you know what? They're going to save it for the end. It's going to happen, boys. And they showed off all these PlayStation 5 games and ugh. Not one of them stuck out besides that one about the cat that I said that I told you guys. The Ratchet and Clank one, that one looked pretty cool. I'll probably get it, you know, just because... I don't know, I, I like I like easy games. I like playful type of stuff. And um, the whole time I was like, oh damn, GTA 6 is going to be showing. No, you know, obviously not gameplay. But I thought, it, you know, it's going to be some sort of trailer um and in the end the announcement as you guys all know is that gta 5 i don't know if it's going to be released for free with the ps5 or if you can buy it for the ps5 <laughs> ew sorry that's pretty gross i do not see why they would release it as a buyable item for the ps5 like that that to me doesn't make a lot of sense you know stranger things have happened but whether that is genuinely the case, I mean, that would just be so stupid. I just want to see how long I've been going for. I've been going for 38 minutes, almost 40 minutes. I'm almost done anyway. So, <clears throat> I mean, nobody's going to buy GTA 5 anymore. You know, I mean, in, in Australia, you can buy second-hand PS3 games. And they are quite difficult to come by. Unless you use things like eBay. You know, I... I remember I went to go and buy this PlayStation 3 from, you know, this person. I got it for, I think, 50 Australian dollars, which really isn't that much. I mean, you can get, you can get like a, a tiny bag of groceries for 50 bucks. I thought, yeah, you know what? It's worth it. I have a PS, PS3 again. And then I was thinking to myself, cool, I just need a game. And it was so hard to find anywhere that still sold PS game, uh, PS3 games. You know, I, I would have bought a new one. I would have bought old ones. But you can't get them. You know, for obvious reasons. I mean, you still... You know, but there are still people that still have PS3s. Especially where I come from in South Africa. You know, even though the PS4 was out in 2019. They were still selling at these really cheap second-hand places. They were still selling PS2 games. So there are still people in the world who generally can't afford to go up to, 
you know, the current generation or even the, the prior generation. And in Australia, it's a little bit different. People got a little bit more money here. So nobody, nobody's got PS3 games. They've chucked them all. They've chucked most of them away. Unless you're a collector. You've still got a few in your... That you can, you can, you can sell online on eBay and shit like that. But I couldn't find anything. I was walking around to all these shops and all these video game shops. And it took me forever forever to get to these places like a 45 minute walk each way and i'm gonna take a walk and i get to this game shop it's obviously just ps4 and xbox one games and i go do you guys have any ps3 games and they go yeah we probably have like eight and i'd go look and it's all shitty stuff it's like fifa 09 madden 12 um you know stupid stuff and everywhere I go, there was always GTA 5. GTA 5. GTA 5. Doesn't matter where you go, GTA 5 was available. Everybody had a copy. I pre-ordered GTA 5 for... Um, was it... Well, I, I pre-ordered it for both PS3 and PS4. But when did it come out on PS4? Actually... No, 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 yeah, yeah, okay. So... GTA 5 came out on PS3. I was so excited. Man, I was so excited. It was that same sort of bored nostalgia that I was talking about, where I had nothing to worry about. You know, I was bored some days. I didn't have to stress about shit. I didn't have to stress about nothing. I remember there was this little period, about two weeks before GTA 5 came out, Oh, man, I used to just think about it all day. Just thinking about, oh, what's that going to be like? What can I do? I watched the trailer, you know, the gameplay trailer, which was impeccable. I'd never seen anything like it. I couldn't wait for it. And GTA V eventually came out, and it was it was great. It was everything I'd hoped it to be and better. Um, I, you know, I couldn't sleep for days after I got it. I just couldn't stop playing it. And then GTA V was announced for ps4 i was so excited i had my final school exams the worst subject i had was business studies i was so bad at business studies i had my business studies final school exam grade 12 exam on the thursday thursday morning and gta 5 for ps4 was released on the Wednesday morning. And I obviously, I couldn't wait to go get it. I drove to the shops. I pre-ordered. I thought, damn, you know, it's going to be even better. It's going to be great. And it's going to be first person. I can't wait to see what that looks like. And then same thing, you know, I got it. And it wasn't as good as the first time you played, but it was still great. I was happy. And I played it. And in the end, I failed that stupid exam. But to release it again? What are you guys doing? doing rockstar you know the, i mean i get it you know it takes a long time to make these damn games you can't really expect it now of course not but to re-release gta 5 again seven years later almost eight years later fuck that it's a bit too far i genuinely believe it's a little bit too far it's like, you know, 
but there's no way Bethesda would re-release Skyrim for PS5. No way. No way, no way, no way, no way, no way. You know, I think you can probably get one good re-release. And that's true. I don't know of any other game that's been re-released the same way, directly after each other. You know, sure, there's been remakes and stuff like that, but there's never been these games that have been announced and pushed up like it's some sort of standalone title. You know, I mean, I know they did it with Skyrim, but I thought that was awesome. I really did. I couldn't wait to play Skyrim on PS4. And I'm glad I did. I got it. Did I get it the same day? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got it the day it was released as well. There wasn't a lot of games that I decided to get the day that it was released, but that was definitely one of them. And it worked. You know, it felt good. It felt good to kind of, you know, forget about your old save file. Doesn't matter how much work you put into it. You know, you start again. You know, convince yourselves that the graphics look better. Even though it doesn't. And people have been really waiting for GTA 6. I don't know if there's any GTA 6 news. I'm going to go check before I leave. GTA 6... You Google GTA 6 and it still says GTA V. Not the same thing. Well, according to some it is. X-Rockstar Games developer explains why GTA hasn't been revealed yet. Should I read this out to you guys? Because uh, I want to know this. At the moment of publishing, Rockstar Games has not revealed or even confirmed GTA 6. That said, former Rockstar Games producer Darian Lowenstein, Lowenstein, wonder where he's from, has shed some light on why the Grand Theft Auto makers haven't revealed the newest entry in the series yet. There are multiple reasons why um, and why we are getting GTA 5 on PS5 and not GTA 6. Because I used to produce, so he's saying this, because I used to produce games for Rockstar, tons of people are asking me, why did we get an announcement of an updated GTA 5 and not GTA 6? Honestly, from a development standpoint, there are a couple of good reasons. I've made a lot of games for new consoles. It's really hard. Tech is constantly changing and it's really hard to make a AAA game at launch. Porting GTA 5 is apparently an easy, safe bet. Second, like I said before, the constantly updating a pre-existing game Making it prettier is way cheaper, way easier than an all new one. So if I had to guess, GTA 6 just isn't ready. And GTA 5 will provide a lot of income and an experience everybody already knows and loves within a year of the PS5 launching. Fuck off, dude. That's bullshit. Yeah, of course it's cheaper. Nobody can ever deny that you've already made the game. Fuck face. That's stupid. Honestly, that's absolutely ridiculous. What a dumb, what a dumb reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's why, because it's cheap. It's much cheaper. Of course it's cheaper. Douchebag. Douchebag. Damn douchebag. Still no news on the PS5 price. Nobody cares. Marvel's Avengers confirmed as PS5 and Xbox Series X launch title. That's going to be pretty cool. You know, I'm not a Marvel fan. I think Marvel fan... I think the Marvel fandom... It's way overrated. It's a total consume product sort of series for me. You know, it's so cut and paste at times. You know who's going to win. You know what's going to happen. 
So I don't dig Marvel at all, but if they make a good video game out of that, oh, dude, that'll be the best. Anyway, I think that's going to be it for me for tonight. So, guys, thank you for listening. I'll be back in again in maybe two days. I don't know. We'll see. Just trying to see any news, whatever. If I feel like chatting, I'll do it. Hope you guys appreciate me just um, having this nice kind of relaxed approach to things. I think it's the best way to do things. I don't think people like the pretentious bullshit. People can see straight through it. It's 2020. Anyway, we've got some good stuff coming up. We've got some good stuff planned. I'm going to be showing Amber a Pizzagate documentary pretty soon by this guy called Mouthy Buddha. And we're going to talk about that. Um, we, what else are we going to do? What else are we going to do? What else are we going to do? I don't know. We'll think of some stuff. Anyway, guys, you have a good night. Chat to you guys soon.